What's more fucking... <laughs> What's what better way to celebrate America than immigrants smoking Cuban cigars? And you're like... And Kat. And we're here once again with an episode of Summer Twilight Book Club. Um, what was that, uh, strange sound? Oh, that sound? That's just the sound of pure chaotic loving energy emanating from our bodies because guess what, babes? We're in the same room. Please don't ever leave me again. Actually, though, maybe I should come back with you, because I guess it kind of makes more sense to record our Twilight podcast in the Pacific Northwest than in Michigan. Yeah, I think that that would be fine. I think you should just come back to Oregon with me. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'll hang out with your dog. Yeah. And then we'll just do all of these live. We'll just turn it into a a A video podcast. People can finally see the dumb faces I do. Yeah. Yeah, you can take, yeah, let's just take selfies of each other. This whole, not selfies, that's not what those are. Um. (laughs) Snapchats of each other. Um, thanks so much for being here with us. If you're joining us for the first time, um, this is a podcast where your two best friends critically analyze the two horniest, two horniest, all of the horniest books of their teenage years. I don't know. Two so far. Two so far. Two so far. Um, but the horniest series of their teenage years. We're just here to tell you what a dumb bitch Bella Swan is, so thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, can I be real, though? Because yeah. so right here is where I will normally do the previous chapter summaries, but to be honest, I'm so sick of describing what happened in the earlier chapters. Like, do I have to keep doing it? I don't have to. I feel like it might be useful. You got it. I believe in you. Okay. Let me just drink some Coke first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You ready? Okay. Tell me what happened. So, there's a book called Twilight with a dumb bitch named Bella who's boring and she just, like, falls in love with a vampire and almost dies but doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And her vampire boyfriend's named Edward and he fucking sucks. True. And there's some other people, but, like, who really cares about any Not of them? Me. And then there's another book called New Moon where Bella turns 18, has an early quarter-life crisis, just, like, bleeds all over the place. And then, uh, you know, no explanation there needed. And then her vampire boyfriend dumps her in the woods. Yep. And so she just kind of, like, lies on the ground for a few months and yep. then comes uh, comes to and then is like, oh, um, uh, I think I want to go get my friend Jacob to help me crash the motorcycles. Like, that could be, like, a fun family activity. And then uh, eventually this stops, like, getting her rocks off and she just has to, like, I don't know. Just, like, be Jacob's friend or something. Um, what a disappointment. You know? So she's like, oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. Let's just go hiking, I guess. Um, but then he gets really sick one time. And then she's like, wow, um, Jacob, are you done being sick? I'm bored. And then he's like, no, I can't, I'm not done being sick, actually. Can you just, can you let me rest? And she's like, no, I gotta call you every night until 11 p.m. And then it's my curfew and I go to bed like a robot. And then I scream and I wake myself up, but then I call you again. And sometimes I show up at your house and I just sit in my truck in front of your house, um, drawing on the back of an algebra test, I think. Yeah, yeah, because I can't bring handheld Yahtzee mm-hmm. like a normal person. That's what I do on a um, And so... You know, she doesn't like him having any other friends, and she finds out that he has other friends now, and he stopped being sick and he didn't call her, even though she was stalking him, and how did he call her? She was right there. She was right there. He could have just said, hey, Bella, what's up? And that would have been enough, but he didn't, so Bella's mad and upset, and uh, and he's like, fudge off, you fuck. And then Bella's at home, and she's like, well, there's a vampire who's gonna kill me, so like, who even cares about anything about that anyway? Uh, but, oh, God, there's a noise in my window, and maybe there's something creepy there, too. And um, that's where we're at. That's all you get to know. It's a really beautiful summary. I think you did a really tremendous job. Thank you. Um, so, so tell me what happens in Chapter 12. Well, first well, tell me what it's called. It's called Intruder. Because, I mean, there was someone at the window, so maybe, maybe that's it. So Bella wakes up. That's what happens. And she goes to investigate the noise at her window that I just talked about. And she sees a huge dark shape that wobbled erratically. And Bella assumes that this shape is Victoria, this vampire is going to murder her, uh, and immediately starts to panic, uh, worrying for her own life as well as Charlie's. And before she can scream to be like, Charlie, don't get murdered, (laughs) um, she realizes it is Jacob at the window who is dangling from the top of the spruce tree in the middle of her yard. I just want to say that I didn't know that dogs could climb trees. Me neither. In fact, in one of my favorite YA novels, 
um, the divide, he climbs a tree to get away from some dogs because that's how you get away from him. Because he can't climb trees, but Jacob can, so what's the truth? Um, so he says that he's there to keep his promise, and Bella thinks that she's, uh, dreaming, obviously, and doesn't even bother to let him in right away until he launches himself through her window. Like, swinging on the monkey bars style. Yeah, so now there's a lot to go over already. That's just the first couple of pages. It's like, first of all, and Asana, maybe you can pitch in here, but who in the actual fuck climbs a spruce tree, especially (laughs) to the top? Like, who looks at a Christmas tree and thinks, like, climbable? Yeah. Like, they describe Jacob as swinging all around wildly because a tree can't support his weight, and, like, no shit. And for those of you who don't, like, live somewhere where spruce trees grow, like, I know we have some listeners in, like, other countries and in, like, the south and, like, desert areas... Like, let me just tell you that they're, like, dense, like, they're full of pine needles, uh, they're prickly, and their limbs look weak as fuck. I really don't think that the limb of a spruce tree could support the weight of anybody. Um, certainly not an extraordinarily large muscular teenage boy. Now that not a spruce tree the height that they seem to be making this one out to be, and if it is a much taller than one, then why did he climb all the way to the very tip top? That's so ridiculous. We're here at STDC asking the important question. So that's one sticky, sticky puppy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, secondly, he just fucking Spider-Man's through her yeah. window? Or is it more like Catwoman? Because, like, I don't understand why being a werewolf seems to give him stealth I powers. I have the same question, Because, like, is this an I got bitten by a radioactive wolf and now I have the wolf equivalent of Spidey Powers situation? Because he seems to just be able to, like, swing himself through her window with grace and agility. Which is what I thought, too. And I'm like, I don't... I guess wolves are, like, graceful. But they talk about him being, like, walking silently and stuff. I guess maybe wolves do that because they're predators. So maybe that is, like, a wolf. I I think I don't know enough about wolves. I wasn't a wolf t-shirt girl. I think... Yeah, hey, hey, Annette. Annette. Annette, can you teach us some things about wolves? Annette, teach us about wolves. Anyways. Maybe we should have Annette as our wolf expert guest on the podcast. Annette's the number one person we should have uh, a guest on our podcast. For wolf mythology. Annette. (laughs) Um, Okay. um, Anyways, so, I mean, sure. He's not, like, terribly quiet. But he's still, like, apparently agile as fuck. And I think Bella says something about how she was, like, surprised he fit through her window uh and that just feels like it should lead into a porn scene like oh like i'm so surprised he fit in something that small like that's how it comes across that's that's what it came across as to me but i digress so upon entering her house uh bella describes jacob's reaction uh she says it's like a wide grin spread slowly across jacob's face he seemed extremely pleased with himself it wasn't the grin that i knew and loved it was a new grin, one that was a bitter mockery of his old sincerity, and the new face that belonged to Sam. And that part is just so fucking gross to me. Like, I hate the ownership that she feels over Jacob, and how, like, anyone who takes uh, her away from him or gets any of his attention is considered bad. Yeah, like, it makes me think of that part a couple chapters ago where she said something about how she, like, wishes that he was her brother so that she had some, like, claim over him. Yeah, like, she constantly, she's like, oh, he wasn't mine anymore, he was Sam's. And I'm like, maybe consider the fact that Jacob is his own person? Like, this pup knows no master. No dogs, no masters. Yeah, he is just himself. Maybe no one owns him. You definitely never did. And Sam doesn't own him now, except for kind of that he does. Uh, you know, because Stephanie Meyer's the worst. So I'll explain that later. Yeah. Um, well, so, so Bella then goes on to compare the entrance that Jacob makes into her room to Edward's. So Bella goes on to compare the entrance that Jacob makes into her room to Edward's and she's like, oh, like, I hate that I'm being reminded of Edward coming into my room in the middle of the night to watch me sleep because, like, God, Jacob, if you're going to spidey swing through my window, at least do it with the same finesse as my stalker vampire boyfriend. Yeah, Bella is 100% one of those people who watched you and thought that Joe was hot as fuck. Is that the Gossip Girl stalker show? Yeah, it's like where he's just, like, stalking the shit out of her and he's like, God, like, 
You don't know what's best for you. I do. Well, I masturbate in front of your window. Be like, this guy's bad for you. And like, and I'm going to murder that, your boyfriend. And people and romanticize that shit? Yes. Uh, and it's or, so, in the show, it is very clearly like, I am a stalker uh, okay. and I am bad. But like people watching the show romanticize Are like, oh my it. God, he's so hot. He just loves her so much. Hey, if you know anyone that's watching this show and like thinks that the stalker is cool, maybe have them listen to our podcast. Yeah. I mean, we like tie them down and have them listen to it. Maybe, like, maybe don't uh, do that. Um, maybe do it. So, <laughs> so, Bella's reaction to this is to try to push Jacob out of her window after he says that he's there to apologize, which is a super healthy reaction. Um, and I want to emphasize that this is not an exaggeration. She literally is like, oh, I'm just going to put it, push him out the window because um, if I'm dreaming, he's not going to get hurt. So it's fine. Yeah. Yep, like, Bella is a danger to herself and others, because that part was so wild. She's like, uh, I tried to push him on the window, um, but he's too big. Um, so apparently this is a CW show, because Jacob does not have a shirt on, and Bella is so angry and flustered that she nearly passes out. Like, I'm not kidding. Uh, she mentally comments on how huge and giant and hot and throbbing, I mean, how warm Jacob is, but, you know, like, in a bad way. Like, ugh, he's so and he sucks now and he's just like really big and strong and like sexy but like oh sam gets to have sex with him not me <laughs> she um, does think he's in some kind of cult so uh, so jacob asks if she if she's okay it doesn't seem to be phased at all by the fact that she tried to push him out of the window <laughs> to which bella says like no how could she be uh and he says that he's sorry uh but that he couldn't leave things the way that he had earlier um uh, when he had talked to her and kind of shirked her off uh, to which Bella astutely responds, I don't understand anything. For the first time, acknowledging that she's the dumbest bitch alive. Yeah. So Bella asks Jacob what's wrong. And then he's like, have you ever had a secret that you had to keep from everyone? Even me? Insinuating and, that he knows what's going and on. And I thought that, honestly, this is a pretty clever angle to take in the narration here, considering how much of New Moon is really focused on all of this agony and isolation that Bella feels of being, as far as she knows, the only one who knows about the Cullens being vampires. So she's really sort of, like, sitting on this knowledge and has no- nobody to talk to about it, nobody to confirm that, like, this is, in fact, the thing that she's experienced. And so, like... Jacob's saying that, Jacob says that loyalty is the thing that's getting in the way of what he wants to do, which is presumably, like, telling Bella what's going on, but that it's not his secret to tell, which is something that Bella absolutely can empathize with, considering the position that she's been put in around, Mm -hmm. like, holding on to the Cullen secret. And it definitely does say in the book that she started to feel some empathy towards him, but then the way she talks to him is immediately, like, not recognizing that at all. She just immediately is, like, um, ignores all her actual understanding and feelings and is just an ass to him. Um, but if I've said it once, I've said it a million fucking times. I do not understand how Bella, I use my favorite search engine swag, and have so many clues to what is going on here and still be so fucking obtuse. It's truly wild. Like, I guess she's only a good detective and hot, shiny white boys are involved. Yeah, like, why would she invest any uh, mental effort in trying to figure out what's going on if she's not trying to fuck? Yeah, so Jacob says that he already told Bella everything, and that she already knows. Presumably, harking back to the first book, uh, we told her that the Quileute, uh, the tale of the Quileute tribe, where he's literally like, hey, we came from wolves, and we're the enemies of the cold ones. We'll get there. Uh, so Jacob tells Bella that he can't tell her uh, the secret, because, you know, loyalty, what's up? Um, but if she guessed it, that that would be okay. So he tries to lead her to it by reminding her of their first conversation in the bush. And of course, no dice there, Jacob. You're making an assumption that Bella listened to you, cared about your culture or your life or anything you have to say, or can remember anything that did not directly involve her. So upon being reminded of their conversation with Push, Bella thinks, and I shit you not, I'm going to read this fucking Um, only one story really mattered. I knew he'd begun with others, but I couldn't remember the inconsequential prelude. Like, what the fuck? Bella. Bella is such a fucking bitch. She literally is just like, oh, the only thing that really mattered was the Cullens. I don't care about, um, yeah. like, the, the lore of the tribe that is indigenous to this land. No, she's so self-involved that she literally views the entire fucking Quilly, uh lore as inconsequential and can't be bothered to remember fucking any of it. Yeah, that tracks. Um, so Jacob asks Bella if she honestly didn't know that Edward was a vampire and if he was the one who told her what she needed to know to figure it out. Um, and Jacob said that he is bound by loyalty, um, Bella's really mad about it, and hates Sam for being the one that has Jacob's loyalty and for causing Jacob pain. Um, and of course, I think we all know how this would go if the situation were reversed and Bella were in Sam's place. 
So Bella asks Jacob to run away with her, which is always the suspicious plan. Um, she literally is always like, what if we just left? What if we just went somewhere else? And I mean, coming to Forks was literally running away from Arizona, so I don't know why I'm surprised that this is always her go-to plan. Um, but Jacob says that he can't run away. Um, he says, like, I would I would leave with you if I could, but I can't. I'm loyal to my back. Um, and then he says he has to get back because people will be wondering where he is. Yeah, and Bella's like, you don't have to tell them anything, I hissed. And he says, all the same, I will. And then it's like, the anger flashed hot inside me. I hate them! And like, ugh, so fucking childish. So she's like, you have other people you hang out with. They suck. <laughs> and so Jacob says that everyone's actually really cool and that he misjudged them um, and that it isn't safe for him to be around her. Bella assumes that he's talking about Victoria uh, because she is, again, so wrapped up in just Edward that she cannot even understand that anything could not be, like, could be about anything other than her and Edward. Um, so... Like, she's, like, such a solipsist. Like, Jacob says that he had promised never to hurt her, um, and that's, like, why he was here, because he's gonna try to keep that promise by, like, trying to get her to understand what's going on. Um, so he says that he hopes that she'll figure it out on her own, and she says that she'll try. So Bella comments that his face turned hard and bitter, 100% the face that belonged to Sam. Uh, just because Sam was involved when he has something bad happen to him doesn't mean that his bitterness belongs to Sam and that his lightness belongs to you, Bella. So Jacob is his best impression, does his, like, his best impression of Edward after that. Um, although I think in this case it was by accident, because I think he, like, doesn't know his wolf strength yet. Uh, like, it's like Hagrid hugging you. Like, he yanks Bella into a hug, nearly crushes her, and then puts, like, pushes her gently back onto the yeah, bed. Yeah, and Jacob literally, so again, he, he literally is like, Bella, just fucking figure out what's going on already. Uh, and, and come find me when you do. Um, or he says to at least let him know if she changes her mind and doesn't want to see him again. And he says goodbye. And then he tells her that he needs her to figure this out because he can't lose her. Which made me feel really genuinely sad for him because I feel like we've spent so much time over the last few chapters of this book really hearing about how much the separation between them has really affected Bella. But we haven't really heard anything about, um, like how it's affected Jacob. We haven't had any space to consider what the impact of the separation has been on him. Um, and he clearly has so much genuine love and care for her. And it's not that that's changed. It's just gotten a lot more complicated for him, which must leave Jacob feeling even more isolated than he already is in the midst of this like really terrifying life change. Especially since everyone in his tribe is like, don't talk to Bella. Like you can't be, you can't to like leave your like, old friends and life behind. I, think, I don't even, and I don't even think it's entirely, don't, I mean, I think it's partially don't talk to Bella because she's associated with the vampires, but I think it's also just sort of like, don't talk to anybody. Yeah. But I mean, like, especially they don't want him to, uh, talk to Bella because right. she is, because like, at least that's the impression that I got. Like, yeah, I can't tell anyone a secret, but they're like, they're, like Billy's, but Billy's like, you can't go see Bella. You can't hang out with yeah. Bella anymore. So like, not only is it this horrible life change, but it's like like it's more than just being coming a werewolf. It's also being like ripped from like the friends and life you had before. Thank you, babe. Chris brought me water. Woder. Anyways, what? And what? Chris and I call it woder. Why? Um, Chris. Yeah. Why do Why do we call it woder? I think Wiz Khalifa said it like that. <laughs> my, my brother and I latched onto it real hard. That's okay, all. Okay. I used to I call like it that. water because of Wiz Khalifa. I think that's a, that's a fair. Um, yeah. Let me drink some water real quick and then I'll go on. Also, there's a Kurt Vile song where he's like, give him a glass of water. And I'm like, alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, Bella. What happens? Bella has a dream. Oh god, I got lipstick everywhere. Uh, Bella has a dream that she's in the woods, like normal, but this time it was not the same woods, uh, like where Edward was, but it's the woods near Little Push, uh, which she knows because she can smell the beach. And Jacob grabs her and tries to pull her back into the dark part of the forest and says that she has to run. And Bella then realizes that this is the same wood she was in during the dream when she first found out Edward was a vampire after speaking with Jacob. And I just want to say that the narration at this part of this chapter got really confusing because it was like, she's having this realization while in the dream. So yeah. she's like, she's like, oh yeah, this is the same dream I had after this happened. And I'm like, do you know that in the dream or are you reflecting I had that on happen. It? 
Really? Uh, if you, that's like kind of how lucid dreaming starts a lot of times. I don't know if I've ever had a lucid dream. I'm sorry. Can I'm you hold fine. on to, can you, can you, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I really do, actually. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm putting my feet in Sahana and I wanted her to support my feet. Because <laughs> her jumpsuit's, uh, slippery and they couldn't stay on. Um, so, yeah, no, I have that happen all the time, though, when I'm dreaming. Um, I will, like, recognize it while I'm dreaming. I'll be like, I've been here before. I've had this dream before, like, this isn't the first time, and then I'll keep dreaming. So, like, for me, this seems really, like, okay. normal, but it was confusing narratively. <laughs> um, okay, what, what, so, what happens in the dream? Um, so, so she, Jacob's like, uh, run away, and then she's like, oh, this is the same dream that I had before, and then... Yeah, so, yeah, so then Bella waits for Edward to arrive. Uh, but instead, because, like, that's what happened in the original dream, he, like, showed up or whatever, but instead what happens is Jacob turns into a wolf, like, hmm, weird. I wonder what the significance of that could be. I don't know. So Bella wakes up screaming, ah! and thinks that Charlie, sorry, I'm chaotic, I'm more chaotic because I'm not as scary, uh, and thinks that Charlie's... Oh, he's like, she's like, oh, my dad's gonna, like, come here, because I just screamed, so, like, my dad always checks on me when I'm being dramatic, so he'll, like, he'll be here. Um, but he doesn't. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And so the Bella suddenly remembers what Jacob had told her. And she's like, she literally, I think, says out loud. Yeah. She out loud is like, werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine her, like, laying in bed and, like, okay, suddenly yeah. waking up from her. <gasps> werewolf. <laughs> but it says that she, like, screams first. So is she screaming werewolf? Like, ah, werewolf! Werewolf! I don't know. This is the type of thing where people probably wish we were recording each other. <laughs> um, um, so she wakes up from this dream and she suddenly very conveniently remembers everything that Jacob told her about the Quileute legends. Um, that the Quileutes were said to be descended from wolves and that the cold ones were their natural enemy. And so Jacob's great grandfather essentially um, made a treaty to keep the cold ones off Quileute land. Um, because he and his clan were essentially werewolves. Um, so finally, finally, the dumbest bitch alive realizes that her loyal pup friend has been a werewolf all along. Yep. So, um, Bella's like, did this mean every impossible fairy tale was grounded somewhere in absolute truth? Was there anything sane or normal at all? Or was everything just magic and ghost stories? And I'm surprised that it took Bella until finding out that werewolves existed to not consider the fact, or to now consider the fact that other fantasy stories might also be real. Like, she literally never once was like, oh my god, if vampires are true, what else is true? Are unicorns true? Are whatever true? Like, I think- I feel like that would be my first question. If I learned that somebody in my life was a vampire, I'd be like, okay, what about all the other shit, though? Yeah, and then if they didn't know, if they're like, no, they don't exist, it'd be like, but how do you know? How do you know? Other people don't know about you. Yeah, that's what I would be like. So, uh, anyways. So Bella feels that the entire thing is just too much, and that one myth is enough for a lifetime. Uh, and she says it was easy to accept that Edward was paranormal, because he was so obviously something. God. But that J- accepting that normal old Jacob was is too much. This is so fucked. She literally says something like, oh, like, Edward was so, like, ethereal and beautiful that he must have been some kind of, like, otherworldly being, but, like, basic yeah. bitch Jacob. No way. She's like, there's no cult. There never been a cult. Never been a gang. No, it was much worse than that. It was a pack. Which, how is that worse? I could see it being weirder, but worse. Yeah, like, I don't really understand why Bella... Well, I think the reason that Bella thinks it's worse is because, like, now it's, like, another supernatural thing, which means that she has less power to, like, get Jacob back, because that's her only... Yeah, that's true. So, like, on one hand, I can understand... Yeah, you can put your foot down, sorry, baby. (laughs) On one hand, I can understand that her conceptual reality has become, like, so fucked that she literally just, like, cannot handle another fucking thing. But on the other hand, fuck Bella for just being like, no, Edward is special, but Jacob can't be because it's not fair that he's special and I'm not. Because that's honestly how it comes across to me. Because she's like, oh, the one human I was close to, and he's not even human. Meh, I'm not like anyone. Um, so Bella tries to leave the house and go to Jacob's, and Charlie sort of tries to stop her and tells her not to go into the woods, be- again, because that's his favorite thing to tell her, uh, because there's been another wolf attack. And Bella, who knows that, Vic- Bella, who knows that Victoria and Laurent are on the move, and that the wolves are the sworn enemies of the cold ones, and who saw, with her own fucking eyes, the wolves chase off Laurent 
in the woods where people were getting fucking attacked is not able to put together that maybe, just maybe, the wolves are protecting people and the evil vampires are doing the attacking. Yeah, no, just, obviously it's the obviously it's the brown people. Right. Who are the I, this is, I literally I had the same reaction when I was reading this part because I I think that like Bella. So so what happens here is that Bella Charlie tells Bella like that there are hunters on the case and that he and like some of the police force and the hunters are like going to go out into the woods and destroy the wolves. And Bella wants to protect Charlie because she knows what the wolves are capable of. She saw them chase off the rat. But then she also has this moment where she's like, oh, maybe I should warn Jacob in the pack that they're in danger. But then immediately she's like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't warn them because clearly they're murderers. And she's like, oh, if they're killing people, then they're bad. Even though she admits that she knows nothing about them or what their motivations might be. So it, and it's, it's really frustrating to me because she's incredibly hypocritical in this moment where she has never had this sort of like moral quandary about the Cullen family. Like at any point, like, yes, they are sworn vegan vampires or whatever, but never once did she have like throughout the whole first novel, Edward goes on and on telling her, I'm no good for you. I'm a monster. I'm dangerous, blah, 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 whatever. And the whole time she's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I love you. You could kill anybody and I would still be with you. I think there's literally a point at which she says something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And of course, Mm -hmm. when there are brown people involved, Mm -hmm. immediately she's so much more quick to exercise this judgment about them, like potentially being bad people and not being worthy of a warning that hunters are coming to kill them. Mm-hmm. Like she seemed totally chill with the fact that Edward had murdered people in the past, in the past. Um, and like now, and, and I think also Jasper almost ate her and she had no reaction to that. She was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll stay. It's fine. It will be fine. And, um, sure. Jan, it's the bad, it's the brown people that are bad. Um, yep. That's where the chapter ends. Yep. What was your favorite part of the chapter? Um. Oh. Uh, it was actually when she was thinking that she needed to tell, uh, Jacob. She was like, I need to tell him and his friends that the people try to kill them if they went running around like gigantic wolves. Like, I just, like, it just sounds like something that, like. <laughs> okay, so honestly, the whole werewolf plotline comes across like a comes across like a bad coming out story to me. So like it's like oh if you and your friends go run around looking like like you know like gays, I'll use the not slur version of it, uh then you know like bad things might happen to you, you know, people might you know like people might yell things at you if you go around looking like that. That's what it comes across as to me like, oh if you go running around like giant wolves like uh she's just like a she's like a Christian suburban mom. <laughs> she really has like a. Which is that what said Stephanie Meyer of kids? Is she. Is this a Mormon suburban mom? Do you have children, Stephanie Meyer? I don't feel like. I ever hear about her. She has three young sons. Ugh. Oh boy. God, imagine her Oof. sons. Oh boy. Um. They're not young anymore, probably. Um. I. I don't know what my favorite part of this chapter is. I feel like it was just a lot of Bella being unbelievably obtuse. And so I think that maybe my favorite part of this chapter was when Bella fucking finally puts it all together. Yeah. Because it's been too long and I've been in agony. So tell me about chapter 13, which is called Killer. Um. So Bella, after, I don't know, uh, debating the morality of killer werewolves, decides that she is going to drive to La Push, I guess. Um, and the internal conversation that she has on the way there is fucking wild. So she has decided that she's going to confront Jacob and his friends face to face about being murderers because otherwise she'd be complicit. Um, I don't know. Sure, Bella. Um, and Bella, never one to have any respect for anybody's privacy, gets to the push, walks up to the Black's house. Just bangs on the door. Bangs on the fucking door <laughs> at the ass crack of dawn and catches Billy in his bathrobe and insists on waking Jacob up to talk to him about Charlie's hunting party. Um, but then she walks in to Jacob's room and sees that he is sleeping peacefully in cut off sweatpants because apparently that's a thing that people wear. Do people wear cut off sweatpants? Um, do people cut, do you cut off your sweatpants yourself? I have sweatpants shorts, but they're not like cut off sweatpants. But I feel like Jared has them that like kind of like cut off sweatpants shorts. Did, did you? like knee length. Did like basketball shorts, but sweatpants? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sure. 
Um, but yeah, of course he's asleep because it's like 6 a.m. and he was up all night trying to get your dumbass to figure out that he's a werewolf. Um, so she's like, okay, fine, he can sleep. And she's like, hey, Billy, I'm going to go down to the beach. Tell Jacob to come meet me there. So she goes down to the beach to wait for him. And while there has what might be the most alarming, holy shit, Bella, oh go to therapy God. moment of the series thus far. And I'm just going to read it to you verbatim because it is Oh my God, it's so bad. Baffling. It is truly baffling. So she is like talking about what she is going to do about her friendship with Jacob now that she knows that he is a killer. And she's like, you know what? Like, no, I'm going to keep being friends with him. And she says, love didn't work that way, I decided. Once you cared about a person, it was impossible to be logical about them anymore. Jacob was my friend, whether he killed people or not. Holy shit! Bella, go to therapy! What the fuck is this? Yeah, it was, I mean, I know, okay, so when I got to this part, so I read chapter 13 before uh, Sahana did. Yeah, because some of you fuckers on our Twitter, sometimes I am the one who finishes (laughs) things first. You little shits. I love you all, but, anyways. Um... So I texted you and I said, like, I just got to the biggest holy shit, Bella, go to therapy moment of either book so far. It's really a lot. And it was so hard not to just text you that quote. Uh, Because I think the next part says, like, and I didn't know what I was going to do about that or whatever. It's like, oh, God, it just blew my fucking mind. It's really, like, so deeply upsetting because Bella's really convinced that once you love somebody, that's it. You can no longer judge them or hold them accountable for their actions. They're just absolved of every bad thing they've ever done because love is the most, I don't know. She definitely is one of those people who, like, calls... I've brought it up before. I said, like, it's fellow those people who, like, calls prisons and, like, gets with a relationship with, like, murderers. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So there is a show called Love After Lockup. Yeah, and you know Bella Swan is on Bella it. Swan would 100% be somebody on Love After Lockup. Um, I just, like, this perspective really feels like it comes directly from the trauma of her disruptive attachment to Edward. Like, her willingness to constantly forgive all of his abusive behavior really, I think, was rooted in this like deep-seated fear of losing him if she ever tried to hold him accountable for the way that he treated her or other people. And so in Bella's mind, people's actions no longer matter to her because having to hold somebody accountable or really grapple with their morality means that she also has to grapple with the threat of not having them in her life anymore. And after so much loss, that's just too much to her. Like, I don't think that she has the emotional bandwidth to really consider what it means if somebody that she really loves or cares about is doing something that's morally reprehensible. Yeah, like, Bella no longer has, like, morals or values. She just has attachment issues. Um, so finally, Jacob shows up to the beach, and Bella confirms that she's figured it out. She knows that he is a wolfman. Um, so she says that she's there to warn him, but Jacob's like, yeah, no, I already know about Charlie's hunting party. It's fine. We can take care of ourselves. Um, he says, oh, the rangers and hunters will start disappearing soon, too. Um, and Bella's horrified because, once again, she's under the impression that he's talking about murdering people he knows in order to avoid being found out, which is wildly inconsistent with anything that we know about Jacob's character. But Bella is just thick as fuck um, in in the bad way. Um, Jacob's thick as fuck in the good way. True. Um, so Jacob asks what else there is to do. And Bella... Just gives us a brain genius level <laughs> suggestion. She goes, could you, well, try to not be a werewolf? Again, like I said before, it's just a coming out story. Like, Bella. She's like, have you ever tried to just not be gay? What an incredible thought, Bella. How did none of us think of this before? Just don't be a werewolf. Wow. Amazing. Anyways. Uh, for real, though, doesn't it really look that like, couldn't you just try to not be gay? Try to not be this way? Anyways, so Jacob tells her that he doesn't have a choice and then um, points out uh, the very contradiction that I noticed last chapter, we both did, that Bella's a hypocrite for being so terrified of Jacob and seeing him as a monster when she was so quick to lie as vampires. And so Bella yells, uh, that it's not about who he is, but about what he does. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I just run around the woods. Uh, and she gets angry, and then she gets angrier um, and he gets angrier. Edward's voice shows up to tell her to be careful and not to push Jacob too far. Like, uh, and which is the same thing that happened to her the first time that she was confronting him and he was like shaking and getting like angry. 
Uh, and she also, I want to note, is super confused about why this voice pops up. Just like last time, she's like, the voice is making no sense today. And then she's like, then the voice told me to be careful for some reason when Jacob was shaking and yelling and uh, growing hair. And like, because <laughs> uh, apparently Bella has no concept of Hulk powers, which it appears very, it's appeared obvious to me for chapters yes. upon chapters that yeah. he has so, no Hulk powers. And Bella at this point just asks Jacob out, right, if it's necessary for him to kill people. She's like, well, if the vampires can figure out a way to avoid that, can't you? And Jacob is really confused in this moment because he's like, what the fuck? I thought we were talking about your disgust for werewolves. And Bella's like, no. I really don't care if you turn into a big wolf. I'm just upset because I think that you're murdering innocent people. And Jacob at this point is overjoyed that Bella seems not to care that he's a werewolf, just that he might be a murderer. Cool logic, Bella. Yeah. So two things I absolutely have to make sure we uh, touch on before we move on from that part. Mm -hmm. One, Bella just confirmed that she's open to Jacob being like a furrier other kin and that it like doesn't kill her vibe. Uh, So I'm just going to drop that there. And two, honestly, thank you, Stephanie Meyer, for giving me the lines. You're just scared because I'm a murderer. That's the only reason. (laughs) Uh, And you really honestly don't mind that I morph into a giant dog. (laughs) Incredible. Oh, Bella, don't even worry. This Okay, those first two were actual quotes. Um, this next part is not going to be an actual quote, but I know they won't track that differently. It's like, oh, Bella, don't worry. I don't kill people. I'm just a werewolf. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, oh, golly gee, I thought you were done killing people. And then he was like, no. Oh, you silly Billy. I don't murder anyone, you little, you little, you little goober. <laughs> That's all it was. You just thought I was a murderer? No, sir. Not a murderer. Well, I'm, just, uh, I'm just a giant wolf man. We'll be not. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Ha ha. You just thought I killed people. You just assumed that me, your best friend, was killing people. And that, uh, and you, you, were, cold, you were like totally ready to be fine with that. And in cold blood. And that's what you thought of me. You thought that I just murder people. Because, you know, that's what you think of me. That's great. That's fine. Not a problem. Oh, God. So, Bella, an actual huge idiot. <laughs> Is now confused. Despite knowing that werewolves are the natural enemy of the vampires, and that vampires are in the area, and that again, she has seen werewolves chasing off vampires in the woods, she still, dead ass, asks, Was killing hikers then? A giant bear? So Jacob clarifies, he's like, No, uh, no, like, we're, we're the pack. We're the protectors, remember? And that we've been trying to do our job to protect people from vampires. But they always seem to show up a little too late. And Bella, ever slow on the uptake, thinks that this means that Laurent is still alive and murdering hikers. But, excuse me, Jacob tells her that he and the pack killed Laurent with no trouble. And that's what they're made for. And Bella is understandably relieved, although also confused, like, how'd you kill a vampire? And he's like, we're giant wolves, Bella. <laughs> Literally. And she's like, but they're marble. They're, like, so hard and... Like, and strong. Like, how could you possibly kill something so so hard and, and hot and strong? And then he's like, Bella, we're really hard and hot and strong. But, like, we're really, like, physically hot, too. And, like, like fire beats ice. So, like, those are the rules. Yeah, I think that cracks. And so, um, anyways, he's like, no. We killed them, and Bella's like, oh, fucking great. Whew. Anyway, yeah, great. Woo, yeah, awesome. Um, and Bella, yeah, then says that she's she was um, scared and explains to Jacob, like, oh, God, I was, like, so scared because Laurent was going to come back and, like, kill me and Charlie and, and like, oh, God, that's, like, I didn't know what to do. Um, and Jacob says that he wishes that she hadn't been so scared because she didn't have to be. Uh, and But Bella rightly points out that she had like no way to know that it wasn't anything to be afraid of uh since she hadn't uh been around him yeah and so this is the point at which jacob finally explains why it's been so dangerous for him to be around her because if he gets too angry he will turn into a werewolf and bella like me is deeply confused by werewolf mechanics and she's like oh so it doesn't take a full moon and jacob rolls his eyes and he's like oh hollywood gets it all wrong about werewolves which is fucking hilarious to me because can't get too mad or will explode into a monster is a trope that is literally stolen directly from the Hulk. So, like, didn't we just talk about how Jacob's werewolf PMDD makes him explode into a giant dog? Like, Bella, keep up. Keep up. 
Um, but so Bella finally starts putting two and two together, and she's like, oh, if Laurent is dead. Lamarck is dead. <laughs> That's all I could think <laughs> the whole time. It's just, <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> so, Laurent is dead. Um, which means that somebody else must be killing people in the woods because it's not the wolf pack. And Jacob tells her that they've been tracking this other vampire, but they can't figure out what she wants. And Bella quickly realizes that this other vampire must be Victoria and that she's been out in the woods killing strangers and evading the wolf pack. And, and then she's, she's like, been, oh, fuck, oh, no, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, no, oh, shit, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I she's forgot. She's, like, trying to, that Victoria's trying to get to Bella. And so she explains to Jacob everything that has happened between her and James and Victoria and Edward. Not everything that's happened. She's like, oh, yeah, no. Well, she um, we gives killed her a boyfriend. decent amount of information. She's like, Edward killed Victoria's boyfriend, so Victoria's been trying to kill me because she yeah. thought that it would be more, like, it would be more eye for an eye if she killed Edward's mate, but yeah. she doesn't know that I'm she not can, Edward's mate anymore. So she, like, gives She conveys irrelevant information. Yeah. She just doesn't give any of the context. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, when does she ever? Um, and so Jacob is actually like, hey, this is actually really useful information. This is what we have really needed to try to figure out what's going on. Um, and then he's like, hey, I'll be right back. And he just bounds off into the woods to <laughs> call a werewolf meeting, which is truly hilarious. Yeah, so while he's gone, Bella just, like, continues to panic the fuck uh, out about Victoria uh, hunting her and the safety of anyone who would try to take her down. Um, and she even says, like, she, like, thinks to herself, she's like, oh, God, but don't I want Jacob to, like, take down Victoria, who's a murderer and murdering people mm-hmm. and trying to murder me? And she's like, no, not really. Who cares if more people get murdered? That's not I what she says. No, that's friend. not what she says. What she says is that she wants Victoria to get taken down, but she doesn't want Jacob no, to I be know. the one to but do it. No, I know. But what I'm saying is that, like, there's not other options. She's more willing to... She's... Okay, Jacob, who has conveyed that he is absolutely not in danger because they I have think, taken down other werewolves. So what I read and is then, that what she means is that, like, the rest of the wolf pack can take Victoria down, but she just doesn't want Jacob to be there. That's because, still so I mean, selfish. it's still terrible. She's still only looking but out for But you also know that if it was, like... You also know that she would totally... If it was, like, oh... Either Jacob goes with us or we don't go at all. She would be like, well, don't go at all. Yeah. You know that that's true. Yeah, I am sure. But she also just never considers the fact that people are being murdered. Like, literally, so many people in this town I have see, died or murdered recently, I, and, I think and she that, never cares. I think that you're right, because I like it, she's not con- so concerned that people are dying. She's concerned that her friend might be a murderer. She's not, once she finds out that Jacob has not been, like, he and his pack have not been the ones killing the hikers, she's like, oh, okay, fine. And she, like, still does not seem to care that hikers are dying. She's like, well, then let's just get out of here. Well, yeah, let's just leave. Let's just run away. People can die. It's fine. Yeah, that's Bella's uh, opinion on everything. Oh, God. So, um, yeah, so that just really bothered me. And so then eventually Jacob returns and explains uh, that he and all the other werewolves can hear each other's thoughts when they're in werewolf form. And a surprise when Bella seems, like, unfazed with this, she's like, oh, yeah, well, Edward could do that, too. But doesn't it explain, really, that she means, like, mind read? She makes it sound like he can, like, communicate, communicate which is not true. Yeah. Um. So I don't even know if Jacob fully understands this. I'm sure he will fully understand it intuitively because it's bad writing. But, like... Um, <laughs> and, and she also she also doesn't tell him that, that Edward couldn't read her mind. Yeah, no, she doesn't tell him much relevant information. Enough, though. And so Jacob says that he thought that vampires with special abilities were just myths. Yeah, and so he's like, Jacob, we gotta tell everyone. As, as Jacob and Bella are driving to meet the rest of the pack and explain what's going on, Jacob explains that he's been having such a hard time because Sam explicitly told him not to talk to Bella, but because they can sort of, like, communicate through thoughts, um, he's and, had to be really careful because he knows that even if he didn't, like, explicitly tell the rest of the pack that he was with Bella, they would all know. Um, and because Sam is the alpha, he can't just ignore Sam's demands. Um, and so Jacob says that there are still lots of wolf things that he's learning, um, like the fact that he has to obey alpha commands. Um, but that he's really grateful that he at least has the support and guidance of the rest of the pack. Like he talks about how he's like, the first time he transitioned was like really horrible and scary and he didn't know what was going on. But like, it was really great because he had everybody's voices in his head, like, telling him what was going on and explaining the process. Um, and he says, you know, I'm really glad that I had that because Sam was alone during his transition. He didn't have that support. And I thought that that was actually really interesting. Like, this is the first time that we're really getting any substantial background about werewolf lore. And every time we hear anything, I'm so curious to know more. Like, why was Sam the first one? What brought on this sort of, like, 
wave of teenage boys turning into werewolves. Um, and it's yeah. been really long since I read New Moon, um, so I don't actually remember if we get more context and explanation later. But once again, a minor comment about a side character and their, like, plot is way more compelling to me than anything about Bella. Again, I think this only emphasizes it one more time my talk about how it just feels like a coming out story. Because it's like, you know, like, Sam didn't know any other gay people, but, like, I have this community of gay people to help me. Uh, anyways. Um, but I'm not positive why Sam was first. I think it's just his age. Like, he was the first strapping young youth, but, like, the oldest. So he's, like, naturally the alpha or something. I guess that makes sense. And, like, or maybe it's just to do with his, like, lineage. Um, but I'm pretty sure we do get more information and lore about this, like, later on. Uh, but I don't remember how much or, like, in which book it is. But I, I do know that we definitely do get more information than we have. Mm-hmm. Like, to know that, like, she does... I know there's at least one scene where she's, like, actually talking to the werewolves. And I feel like there's kind of an appointment they start to accept her a little bit, don't I they? Think, and she's, like, hanging out with them. because she like Because so. she hangs out with, like, Embry's, like, mate or whatever, doesn't she? I don't remember. Someone on the Discord mentioned that. It was, like, some part where, like... I think it was, like, Embry, like, oh, accidentally, yeah, 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 yeah. like... Yeah. I don't think it was Embry. I think it was Sam. Anyway, we'll Sam, get there. One yeah, of we'll them. There. I don't remember who it is. Uh, anyway, we'll get there, like, in a book, maybe. I think it'll, like, it's this book. Just um, hanging in there with us. But so, anyways, um, what I do want to say, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that it really bothers me that Stephanie Meyer writes is that Jacob literally cannot disobey Sam, the alpha, even if he tries. I think it's just another way to villainize his character, because she keeps villainizing the brown people, and also to take away more autonomy from Jacob, as if we really needed any more of that. And so Jacob asks if Victoria has any special abilities, and Bella says that if she did, he would have mentioned it, which, first of all, how would Edward even know? Like, I don't think they can just smell each other's special abilities on them, but I could... I don't know, man. But anyways, um... So Jacob asks if she means Edward when she says he, and then apologizes when he remembers that uh, Bella doesn't like hearing his name. And, like, this gives us a pretty sweet, at least on one side of it, emotional moment, because Jacob, she's like, how do you know this? I feel like you can read my mind. And Jacob's like, no, I just pay attention. (laughs) Uh, Which is understandably baffling to Bella, a person who has no awareness of anyone other than herself. She's like, paying attention to people? I don't get that. What's that about? You pay attention? I don't pay attention to anyone. Uh, so he asked her if she's been, uh, if she thinks, or she tries to, he tries to ask her if she's better off without Edward, but she cuts him off. Uh, cause he starts to be like, um, cause I don't think he was the best, uh, and then she's like, nope, shut up. But like, we're all like, yeah, say it, Jacob. Say that he wasn't the best boyfriend. Say that he was an asshole. But Bella's like, nope. Stop talking about it. Yeah, and so, uh, and so uh, Jacob, Jacob apologizes, um, and he's like, you know, I can't imagine how hard it must be for you to not have anybody to talk to about all of this. Um, and this is really the first time that anyone has outwardly acknowledged this to Bella. Like, we sort of got a glimpse of this in chapter 12, but this is the first time anybody has said to Bella, like, hey, this must be really hard for you. Um, and I think that, like, as wild as the whole these whole two chapters have been, I'm really grateful that Bella finally has someone that she can be totally honest with, who can confirm to her that all of the things that she's experienced and all of her subsequent fears are real. Um, and I think that that's, like, it's it's nice to see Bella finally sort of, like, have an empathetic ally. Um, but so this chapter ends with them walking into a werewolf meeting. Like, that's really it. Um, and I really hope that the next chapter gives us a scene where we learn about werewolf history um, sort of like that chapter in Twilight where Carlisle just gives us, like, four pages of exposition about vampire history and being buried under a pile of rotting potatoes. I want that to you. I want a lot of it. Um, what was your favorite part of this chapter? Oh, God. Okay, so there's this one line that I just, like, couldn't fucking understand. Because, like, okay, so we didn't really touch on it exactly, but, like, when Jacob first gets there and she's like, he's like, you figured it out. She's like, yeah, I figured it out. And he's like, what the fuck? Why are you so pissed? Like, what a hypocrite. Like, you fucking love your goddamn murdering vampires. Because he doesn't even know. He doesn't know which vampire she's friends with and not. Like, he just thinks she likes all vampires. He's like, I didn't know Florent was your friend and we murdered him. Like, sorry, but we did it. Um, But he's like, really? You like them, but, like, me being a, just a fucking wolf boy is too much for you? Like, I can't help it. I just, like, hang out and I'm a wolf sometimes when I'm mad. Like, I, other, I'm just the same me. I'm not killing anybody. What the fuck? What the fuck, bro? Uh, so he's like, you know what makes me so mad I could just spit? <laughs> That's the line that he says. You know what makes me so mad I could just spit? Like, what? What does this mean? Like, sp- spit how? Spit in her face? 
like, oh, fuck you, fuck you, bitch. Like, spit on the ground, like, I'm like a tough guy. Or, like, spit in her mouth. Like, (laughs) (sighs) I, well, don't people sometimes, I've heard the phrase, like, spitting mad before. But what does it mean? I, d- I, I don't have an answer for you. Um, I don't like any answer. They're all gross. Um, do you want to know what my favorite part of this chapter is? Of course I do. My favorite part of this chapter is when Jacob says, it's kind of a wolf thing. He's <laughs> uh, like talking about having to obey Sam's commands. But I really, I really did like read it in that tone of voice. Like it sounded like he was saying it in this like really dismissive way where he's like, Bella, it's a wolf thing. You wouldn't understand. Um, and now I just want, like, a kitschy Just Werewolf Things Instagram meme account. You know, like, the just, like, no, just yes. girly things. I want, like, Just Werewolf Things. Um, actually, if y'all want to make Just Werewolf Things memes, uh, I will 100% retweet them on the SDGs. Yeah, it would be really good. But um, that's, that's so all yeah. I got for you, team. So thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at STBC Podcast and join us on the Orange Groves Discord as well, where I, I am least on there quite often and the other people who are on there are really great. Um, please check out the other shows in the network. There are a bunch of great ones to choose from, including our newest show, Sequentially, which is a monthly podcast about queer web comics and indie comics. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm fucking stoked just by that description. So, and I'm hearing really, really great things. Um, lastly, please consider becoming a patron on our Patreon, which can be found at patreon.com slash stbcpodcast. There is a lot of great bonus content on there. Like Including we just, a really wonderful video of us doing an AMA. Um, I think I might put that on the Twitter just oh, publicly. Well, look I at think, you. Y'all are so lucky. You don't even have to pay for that bonus yeah, content. Or However, I might, we'll if you would out. like a taste of what some of our Patreon content looks like, um... That might, that might be a good teaser. Yeah, and I might only put, like, a clip um, on Twitter and put the rest on just the Patreon. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but there's also, like, us. We had I had a really good story, uh, a really good bit about lions in the zoo that uh, you should, could listen to on there because we have extended content. Um, we also have a Summer Crossover Book Club, which is a monthly podcast where we subject ourselves to Twilight Crossover fanfic. I want to amend that. I feel it's more like you subjecting me to Twilight Crossover fanfic. It's actually our patrons get to vote on what fanfic so we do. So it's all of you subjecting primarily me. Um, I do. Okay, yeah. It is primarily because I choose... Okay, although in all fairness, so I find four fanfics uh, to... I try to pick ones that one of us knows something about. Yeah. So, like, I go find media that one of at least one of us knows something about. So this month, the choices were between Pretty Little Liars, Inuyasha, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and it was really close between Pirates of the Caribbean and Inuyasha, but Inuyasha won, which um, I am literally pissing myself with excitement over, and Sahana may or may not be crying about it. It was really, I just, I have no words. I have a lot of but, words, like, I don't but, like, read, existentially, I have no words. I don't read the fanfics ahead of time. I just skim them really quickly to make sure that they contain certain elements mm-hmm. that we would need to talk about it and to see what, like, characters are in them. So, like, I read them for the first time when you read them, mm-hmm. so. Great. But anyways, if you join well, at a $6 or more, you can vote on which ones we do, and $5 or more, you can hear them, so you should do that. Anyways, we're going to go record some of that shit, so. Thanks for listening. We love you. We love you so much. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This is My Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at argonautspod.com.